0: This is, this is the Hippie Hut. This is where you do the Hippie Hut. It's
1: my yeah metaphorical Hippie Hut, friend. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so just for clarity, I've got a hard stop at half 12. So I'm hoping... Okay.
0: Try and get it down.
1: Uh, through. Do I need to keep you anonymous? In which case, I just won't use your name again and I'll edit this out.
0: No. I think it's that's fine. fine. I mean... No, let's just let's just let's just, just see what,
1: what. Well, I recorded a pod with a guy this morning, an oil worker, who called me off the back of my LinkedIn post and wanted to talk about his experience getting out of Israel. He'd been in Really? He'd just been a few kilometers from the border and they'd had like a thousand incoming rockets that morning and by the end of the day he was like, Fuck this man, I'm getting out of here. So he had like a two or three day journey and then super stressful at the airport. Another rocket intercepted overhead, blah, blah. Amazing story. Mm-hmm. Quite emotional. And beautifully at the end, his conclusion, I never took him there. He basically told the story. I hardly said anything. He His conclusion was that when you're in those kind of crisis situations, the best thing you can do, even though it's the hardest thing to do, is to be kind to someone. It was fucking amazing, man. You'll see what I mean. If you get a chance to listen to it, I'll put it up. It goes. It'll go well with this pod. I believe.
0: Yeah. Sounds, that sounds really intriguing and interesting.
1: Um, so tell, yeah. tell me, tell me your story. Basically. I'd love to know. I didn't know till the other day when you mentioned it to me and it, you've gone even further up in my estimation. Genuinely. It was just such a beautiful story. So I'd love to hear about the coexistence. project. Yeah. Then what's the story of that? How did you get involved? Well, I'll build wow. to it, basically. Let, let,
0: let, let's basically go back, because it's important context, that I grew up in a
1: religious Jewish family who are
0: real Zionists, as in, well, you you know, Zionism really means Jews should have a homeland somewhere. That's actually the, the real meaning of Zionism. And and people think that, you know, obviously it ended up being on that land, which is connected to every prayer. Every prayer has got a mention of that land you know where israel is it's intrinsic to being in in judaism so and i grew up up with that with with the idea that if anything ever kicks off that's your home mate you can go there anytime you know and that's kind of you know that that is the reality of it if a jew wants to go to israel they can become a citizen <clears throat> so uh, there we go. I'm going along there. I've never really got it front and center. I'm a musician. I'm I'm hanging out with people from all over the world. I'm never really thinking that that you know. Oh, one day, yeah, Israel. You know, I'm I, I'm thinking. Well, I really enjoy hanging out with people from all over the world, and I've never really experienced. I've never really experienced, uh except for at school a bit, uh what people call anti-Semitism. So. It was never really in my and I never go looking to start fights and protect my homeland and stuff like that. But it was there. And um, I was in music management. I was a drummer. I went into management for years. I was traveling the world. Sometimes I'd be in Israel and Palestine because of work. And um, anyway, eventually when I stopped, I I took a couple of years out of of managing bands because I was totally burnt out. And at the time I was. I was with a girl who really wanted to live there and we were into permaculture and I was like, Fuck, what a brilliant, what a brilliant way to take a break. Let's go and grow veg in the Middle East, basically. That's how I ended up over there. And we, The plan was we're going to go around loads of different places in the Middle East, including Israel. And, um, and we were in Israel and then my mate, a mate of mine, a really good friend of mine who I'd known from the UK, was living in this project that was... She said, oh, it's a coexistence project. I was like, what what does that mean? And she's like, well, there's Palestinians there and there's Israelis there and they've, they've never really met before. And we, we do permaculture here, but we're also doing yoga and art and nonviolent communication workshops and all that. I was like, this place sounds amazing. Let's go there. So we went, we went over there and it's basically, you know, this is part of the complicated situation is, there are very few places where Palestinians Israelis are actually able to hang out together, and this was one of those places. Really small area C, it, it, it's referred to. It's really small, and it's like just near Jericho, and it's so it's it's West Bank basically, but Israelis can go because there are lots of areas in the West Bank Israelis can't go. It's considered too dangerous for them, and there's massive signs up warning signs and gates and you'd have to go through a border obviously i had a british passport so anyway we're there <laughs> and uh you know there's some context that's important but i don't want to bang on too much we're there and i looked at it and and i was like well obviously coming from music and i was like guys where's the music they were great they do sharing groups before every before every event they'd do a sharing group see you've got an ex-israeli soldier who's the only time he's met a Palestinian is when he's in a green uniform and they're probably lobbing rocks at him, or maybe a Molotov cocktail because they're like, oh, fuck, get out of here and all that. I hope I can swear. Anyway, um, and the same with the Palestinian. Oh, my God, there's a human here. You know, and they start, they're doing the sharing group. You know, it's a holding object and no one interrupts until that person's shared. And and the stories that were coming out, man, I'm like, wow, this is like they're 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 starting off like, yeah, my uncle was in Hamas. You know, I grew up learning that I hate Jews are going to kill me, and I hate them, and they've stolen my land, and all you know. And they'd start there, and then they'd talk about, yeah, but I've just met, you know, this guy and this guy and this guy, and I couldn't believe that that their story and the fact that. We had no choice in this. And and what kept coming through, that message, just at the start, I realised objectively I'm sitting there watching these people going, oh, fuck, they don't, they don't know anything about each other except for what they learn from their families and from school. And both sides will learn at school that they, these people are the enemy and they're going to kill you. At school. So what fucking chance have they got? And they've never met each other in person unless it's a combat situation. And that's a standard. I'd say that's 80 percent of the people, at least, if not more, are in that situation. And I'm sitting there with those with those people who are luckily moving into the 10 to 20 percent where they're finally, you know, sometimes Palestinians will work with israelis you know and they've got a special permit and they're allowed to work but they're probably treated like second class third class citizens and they're not earning quite as much as the israeli or you know there's all these weird scenarios where it's not balanced so i'm kind of in that situation so obviously my first you know after a few sessions i was thinking well where's the where's the music why aren't they why haven't they got any music they got a little these little speakers. You know, with a phone that they might put on some music at some point, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So I, I got together with the organisers, and there's there's half Palestinian, half Israelis organising this this place. I I got them together and said, can I raise money, get a sound system, speakers, monitors, lights, mics, mic stands, and and set up an open mic night, you know, and explain the concept. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, and they what you could do that and i was like yeah i'm just get, get to the brits anyway did that we we raised two and a half grand you know like a month later we were in business basically uh remember going get the sound system bring it in set it up and and they're just like "What? wow fuck, he did it it's just obvious and then the first the first session you know it was like the dream scenario uh bon Marley, three little birds israeli girls up there singing it in hebrew then someone gets up sings it in english then a Palestinian rapper gets up and starts rapping in Arabic then a, another Palestinian gets up and sings it in 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 Arabic and it's just like oh mate this is exact you know that that ends with like five six people on stage you know and you're just like there you go you know the organizer looking at me like what this is I was like yeah this is the fucking thing so, so yeah, we, we did it. We did it. I mean, I say a year and a half, it might have been a year. It was, you know, every week we were doing that and the sharing circles are happening beforehand. And there's people doing poetry and having it. So, you know, Hebrew poetry. And then there's an Arabic guy translating it for the people that can't speak Hebrew. I mean, it was just fucking amazing. You know, it was, it was truly, and, and, and the things that I learnt there, I remember very, very clearly one, um, one, one Palestinian guy, because they all thought, you know, they all kind of looked at me as Israeli, and they're like, Brett, you know what? I fucking hate Netanyahu. I hate your fucking government. And I was like, all oh, right, right, mate, because he was still, he was there, right, years and years ago, like decade ago. I hate Netanyahu. I hate your army. I hate them. But more than that. I hate my leaders, you know, I hate my government. And it's like, fuck, you know, the same message. This this was like the same message coming through in so many different conversations was there's no people power. We don't meet each other. We're taught to hate each other from a young age. And they've all got the narratives, right? The narrative is the Jews stole the land. There's settlements. Um we just do terrorism because you know that's the only way, and and basically, you know, you kicked us out of our, our lands. And all you know, look, all, all of these stories are there, but actually, the main story that came through was we don't decide anything, we've got no power, we never meet.
1: And this and is both sides, this is both yeah, sides, are yeah, thing. both,
0: both sides. Oh, yeah, because the other side is, um. You know, you want to kill me. You've only met me in a, 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 a uniform, but whenever I meet you, there's a Molotov cocktail or, or rocks or whatever. Uh, and we're only here because you're being terrorists. So if you just fucking stay in line, we won't. You know. So yeah, there was all the all the narratives that we hear constantly. By the way, we're still hearing them in this one. You know why why did why did they go and do that? Because you did that, and that it's playground. It's like it's very low level argument and unfortunately i i i'm still in those conversations because i still know i know people on both sides who are stuck in those conversations and yet all of these all of these these narratives that i was hearing were were elevated to if only they let by the way it's a criminal offense in palestine to mix with israelis right you can get put in jail and if you're an ex-israeli soldier or even an israeli soldier and you're mixing with palestinians you could be into fucking terrorism and stuff you know so and you'll get excommunicated from your family so it really is like unbelievable that it is an offense basically you can't mix with each other so once you realize that and who's making those who's making those rules who's separating the people and then teaching them the only thing they know about each other is that they're there to kill each to, to kill you. So then I'm just hearing this over and over again. And and these people, you know, a lot of them were blown away by the fact that they're actually meeting these people and they're human and they, they've got their stories and their understanding. The other thing that was happening a lot was people realizing, okay, we've got our narratives. Let's not keep pushing them or let me hear your side, but I'm not going to act defensive and cut in and and tell you the same arguments you've heard over and over again. I want to hear your, your individual story, right? So you're getting in on that level of how hard it was to even be able to come to this place to talk like this because of these family situations and this background. So it's just kind of brought me to a place where, look again, it's the same thing. Yes, it's slightly different circumstances, but we're in the same scenario, which is people have chosen to go to battle again. And that is going to be, you know, it looks like it's going to escalate more. And, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like, where, where are those conversations? I want to, I want to bring them back. I want to bring that, that side back. And that's kind of where we, we got to the other day where I've just been incredibly frustrated. I'm also getting emotional and getting dragged into the whole thing. And um, I, I I'm kind of thinking, well, well, actually you, you, I told you about this thing and you were like, well, there you go. There's a thing, you know, because I've been sitting here thinking, what, what can I do other than maybe talk like this to friends of mine who don't really know anything that's going on. And also there's this weird thing about not wanting to chat to people that Have people on the ground in the conflict, whether be Jews or Palestinians, because you don't know whether you're going to offend them or, and, and I'm definitely being a person saying, no, ask me anything. I'm not offended. Don't worry. Definitely ask me. But that, that's kind of as far as it's gone. And then obviously picked up to you hearing this and and wanting to know more and potentially we can do something with this, um, over here.
1: Thanks, I mean, off the back of our previous conversation, I, as you know, put a post up on LinkedIn just saying friends thinking of doing some kind of creative artistic coexist type you know coexist or we all cease to exist type thing, an event maybe in Scotland, maybe in London, maybe both, but what do you guys think like what, because I've got a reasonable following maybe eleven twelve thousand people on LinkedIn and get sometimes quite a good response to polls so let's just test the water and see what people think, and so far, the voting is. Well into the seventy percent of people are saying, "No, you're not naive. It's better to do something so admittedly, I'm not polling Palestinians and Jews. I'm just polling an open forum of people. It could be anyone, but I still think all of humanity could be affected here. I mean the tagline um coexist or we all cease to exist is not it's not crazy It's not impossible that that could escalate into a World War III where we all cease to exist so actually, I don't think Jewish people and Palestinians or Jews and Muslims are the only people that have a right to comment. I, I just don't. I think we all have a responsibility to do whatever we can. Now, I personally don't think what we should do is encourage more war. I, I don't think it's ever worked.
0: If if the war stops, it stops <clears throat> and the end negotiations. Then what's the fucking point of the war in the first place? We basically get to a point where we can come to the table because it's got so horrific... That finally people go, Oh, all right, we better stop this. Or we've sold enough weapons and you know, <laughs> where well, there's a there's enough money being made out of this particular
1: one now, we can move on. But, but I guess people do people love to hark back to World War Two. Like my first degree was history. And people would hark back to World War Two and they'll go, Yeah, but there are some just wars, Thor. You know, there are some wars you have to fight. Well, I mean, maybe, but what if what if Somehow, now I don't know how this might have happened, but what if somehow World War II had been negotiated out of? Like, wouldn't it have been better, even if you'd have ended up with a bad person in power for longer somewhere? Now, I, you just there's too many parameters to work out, but I, I think it's impossible to know an alternative history. But avoiding a major conflict will always mean less loss of life, even if there are internal problems like you had in China, like you've had in Russia, like you've had in all kinds of countries where lots of people die. Yeah, I, I, there's just no way to get to the end of that thought process because it's it's unknowable. But yeah, I'd, I'd say the rule for me is, and I've really changed my thinking on this as I got older, um, war isn't justifiable. There's always other ways of approaching what are often horrific situations. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pretending that this can be solved simply and obviously you and i don't think we can solve this horrific situation by you know getting people together for a creative artist event however what what do you
0: do it's also a risky thing you know that this is mad this is the mad other side of it is there are people that unfortunately on both sides there is a small percentage and this um, is mirrored in around the world of people that are backside where it actually can be a game with this whole sort of normalization thing and, and, and speaking to the enemy. There is, there is that, that side of things where it has to be, you know, people will take offense at trying to look at peaceful ways of solving it because it's almost an affront. It's almost a a dismissal of the thing, the events that have come beforehand. Yeah. So what you're now brushing over. But you said something the other day, and look, it's um I, I've heard a few people talk about Mandela in this situation, you know? And that and that ultimately, you know, my family, if my family hear me talking like this, they know my opinions, but they'll be like, Oh, you're not oh, you're doing that thing again, like, you know, you don't even fucking live here, you know, <laughs> you're doing that chat. But but ultimately, because then they'll go into, yeah, but you know that we, they've never wanted peace. They've We've always tried to make peace and they never accepted it. They accepted the terms of the peace and, you know, and all that. And it's like, okay, so at some point there has to be a, we give up, sorry We just need to find a way that everyone can now live in this land together. Not even, you know, this is what I wrote on your thing. You know, it's not even a two-state thing now. It's like, how do you do that in a country the size of Wales anyway? Because people don't realise it is the size of Wales, this place. It's longer. It's a different... But it's mad, right? How would you split North and South Wales and go, it's all right, you guys just need a pass if you want to go North. (laughs) So... So, so, so then it's like, can't you do a one state where both Palestinian and, and the Israeli government merge? You know, Jerusalem's an international city. Boom, you know. But again, that, that's, that's not a status quo that is even considered by either side, really. But it, it's this whole idea that, um, the more, the more this, the, the war is backed by different sides and we, we join our side. And we're now entrenched in that side that that, this is kind of trying to step out of that and say, can we just do a Mandela vibe on this?
1: (laughs) My experience so far, I've had this conversation with a few people, uh, some Muslim friends and some friends that are um, on the other inverted commas team, if you want to put it that way. And both sides have basically expressed to me the idea that you and I have been kicking about. Oh, yeah. Cool idea. But as long as you recognize that we're right, basically, and that the other people are complete C words. Like if you recognize that, then yeah, then it would be cool. And I'm like, okay, you're not quite getting it. Like, that's sort of the point. You're both gonna have to drop that in the end. Really? Like, difficult. Maybe, do you need how many million people do you need to be dead before you get to that point? Because that's the point that has to be got to in the end, unless all of one side is dead. And that's unconscionable. Well, it is to me. So unless you can accept that. Except that, yeah. I mean, where do you go from there? But that does seem to be the mindset, man. And not just among people on the ground. It's, you hear it, I hear it in US politics. If you listen in, as usual, they're gung ho for maximum war.
0: Yeah. And this is, this is also the idea that that, the Palestinians have been treated by like shit by all the Arab countries, right? They, 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 they're used as pawns. And I think that, to a certain extent israelis are too in in a different you know in a very different um game in in the way it looks but um but essentially this the the danger with this particular one is that it can be now proxy right a total proxy war whereby you know it is spread and there's size taken and that's the escalation into into a world thing um I'm wondering, I know because we're not got much time, whether we should put a call out to, you know, venues, artists, you know, anyone or anyone that could see a role for themselves in organising open mic type event, maybe with some stories shared, you Mm. know, of of Israeli, Palestinian, anyone who, who is connected to Israelis or Palestinians. You know, and just try and start seeing whether this is a thing, um whether we could actually do an event um that would work and won't get, you know, totaled by um hardline protests from either side. <laughs> both or both um, sides. <laughs> or both exactly. Uh yeah. And uh yeah, look, at least it it's part of the conversation of just saying there is like you said, there's there's the third way. Because all we're hearing is those two ways against each other those narratives are, are just coming up against each other and there's this third third way which um you know i mean let's let's say it's a sort of mandela
1: mandela way <laughs> thanks for coming on and uh sweet i will see what people come up with if anything obviously i'll put out a call put this on linkedin etc once it's out as a pod and yeah if anyone's got Feedback, thoughts, um, death threats. Don't don't bother sending them in. It's all right. I already know some of you want to kill me. Happy days. No, but seriously, (laughs) seriously. If anyone thinks they might like to be involved, or if you're Palestinian, Israeli, like we just yeah, love to hear connected
0: to either to either 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 of either of the through either scenario. Yeah, or just really interested in helping.
1: And for clarity, this. There's there's nowhere on this earth that this is any kind of money making effort. By the way, we 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 have no, we under no. no illusions that this is going to make money. We well, I I know I can only speak for me. I, well,
0: I know from experience, you don't make money out of grassroots events. I've been in the no. business for twenty five years. I'm not definitely not doing this for money.
1: Yeah, cool. Good. Okay, brilliant. All right, Thanks, nice
0: one. Cheers, can, Thanks, mate.